You're listening to Moody Radio 89.3, and this is Mornings with Eric and Bridget. Well, knowing the difference between right and wrong can be difficult for kids of all ages, but we're going to tell you about not only the book of Proverbs that is a roadmap for us, but a Bible study on the book of Proverbs written by Adam Griffin to help your kids know how to do exactly that. Adam, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us all the way from Texas, where you also uh, serve as a podcast host and married to Chelsea and your three sons in your home. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's such an honor to be with you this morning. Thanks for having me. Can I start with some parenting advice, and then we'll get into the kids here. Our kids are making choices, and you're saying there's a difference between right and wrong as we read through this book and through the Proverbs. What happens? What What should our reaction be as a parent when our child makes that wrong choice? In our eyes, that wrong choice. Yeah, you know what? That's one of the more difficult things about parenting, because uh, it's a constant choice between are there sometimes where I let them face the natural consequences or sometimes I interrupt the wrong choice? Do I let them learn from the choice they made or do I let them learn from me teaching them? And I think the answer is sometimes, you know, and we have to constantly be looking to God for wisdom on what do I do in this particular circumstance? I want to raise my kids to be wise enough to know right from wrong, but sometimes teaching them might mean letting them uh, work out the natural consequences of the choices they make, you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. And I just find it interesting, too, that it's not like a book for parents to know how to teach their kids. This is for them. You're putting the tool right in their hands. Why was that important for you? Well, yeah, there are so many resources out there for little kids. You know, there's a ton of uh, children's Bibles and children's albums. And the same is really true for teenagers. But there's a huge void for resources for kids that are in this 8 to 12-year-old range And at that age, kids are reaching a point where they can start studying the Bible for themselves, start thinking for themselves. They're starting to develop their own sense of identity. And so we felt it was so important to start creating some resources for kids in that age group to learn how to study the Bible for themselves. So that's one of the major goals of this Bible study is that kids would learn how to study the Bible in addition to the topic at hand, which is as they study the Proverbs, realize that God has told them that there's a way that's going to seem right but in the end leads to death. And we follow that theme throughout that book while teaching kids what a cross-reference is, how to use their concordance, and how to be thoughtful and discerning about what they're learning. You know, we train our kids more on how to be the best pitcher or shortstop on their team or how to get better grades in school, and we spend a lot less time teaching them how to do what you just said. It's This is really – these are – important exercises that we need to kind of build into them from uh, very early ages, isn't it? Yeah, you know, there's that's so true. I'm so glad you brought that up because the truth is none of us would say to our kids, hey, you don't need to go to school. You don't need to study math. You'll get enough math just from watching dad. Or you don't need to study history. You'll get enough history just from watching mom. But for some reason in our culture, a lot of people say when it comes to something so much more important, following Jesus, being a Christian, knowing what we believe in our faith, people will say, you know, I'm sure they'll pick it up by just being in our house. I'm sure they'll pick it up by just watching me. And we give so much less intentionality to something so much more important. And so my wife and I have dedicated so much of our life to helping people think about what we call family discipleship, leading your kids to follow Jesus. That's why we podcast about it. That's why we write about it. It's where this book comes from as well is helping parents think through this. And while this is designed for kids to do this on their own, it is certainly a resource that parents can walk alongside their kids in as well. As they're thinking about how do I train this kid in something so much more important than any other academic or uh, any sport or extracurricular study they're going to get into. 
and that is who is Christ and what has he called us to, the Great Commission. Yeah, we are speaking with Pastor Adam Griffin, who is, uh, who's written this Bible study, When Wrong Seems Right, and it's on the book of Proverbs. But like you said, it's for kids ages 8 to about 12. So not only is it a Bible study, but you incorporate a narrative style, too. How do you weave the two together? Yeah, every study starts with a proverb, which Proverbs is so great for kids this age because it's so accessible. Typically, in one verse, you can capture an entire idea. And then we illustrate that uh, proverb using some story from my life or something else that kids are familiar with. And then we have a series of questions that start with questions that put, paint their family in a good light, like a question like, when have you seen your parents make a choice that was difficult, but you knew it was the right one. Uh, things like that, where we paint your parents in a good light. And then there's questions that drive kids into the rest of the Bible, cross-references. Look up this verse. How does that compare? And of course, what we're trying to do with kids this age is not only teach them the Bible, we're teaching them to distinguish and discern. That's what we want to do when it comes to this Proverbs idea of wisdom. And so that's the way the questions lean as well is you compare these two things and distinguish between them. You discern between them. And in that, we're strengthening that kind of intellectual muscle to say, can you tell the difference? Can you compare? Can you contrast? And so we take that, that narrative and that reference and uh, put in some inductive questions for Bible study. And all that is achieving you know, the, the several goals that this resource has for kids to learn to study for themselves, but also to follow God in a world that is going to seem right, but it's not leading them towards truth. So in week three, you're talking about what is wrong, and then in week seven, you're talking about what is sin. Can something be wrong but not sin? I mean, what's the difference here? That's a good question. You know, I think that some people would distinguish between sin and foolishness, that there are some things where we would say, well, that is permissible and maybe even not sin. It is not wise. Hmm. And there are a lot of things like that in our life where something even that God would call good could also be perverted into something that is sin, right? We could see that in a lot of areas of life, and we're trying to help kids find both. Of course, some of the kids who study this resource and at this age may not even be walking with Christ yet, might not even be believers, and yet we believe people that aren't believers can still learn wisdom, and while it it takes faith to please God, we can still call them into something better as we're trying to introduce them to Christ. So I do think there's a, a, a difference that can be made sometimes between foolishness and sin, but both are things that lead us astray from God. Okay, now I bring that question up just really quickly here, because that might be, and I don't know about your child, but that might be something your your child asks you, and you're like, I don't know the answer to that. And that might be part of the reason why a resource like this kind of scares us to a point, because they might start bringing stuff up, and we're like, I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, what? How do we how do we deal with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think in general, what I try to encourage parents, and a lot of parents will tell me they don't disciple their kids because they don't feel qualified. Maybe they weren't discipled, or they feel like they don't have all the answers. And I would say the same is true. Maybe if you're going to help your kid with your homework, uh, they might say in their in their math homework, you don't quite get this. But you wouldn't just say, hey, you're you're on your own to figure that out. You're going to text other parents. You're going to lean into other resources. You're going to look something up. And I think the same is true and so much more important when it comes to their spiritual life. That's why God gives us the gift of the church. He's given us so many resources. And it is not a shame to say to your kid, I don't know that I know that answer off the top of my head. Let's find that out together. That way you're going to teach your kid both the humility it takes to admit, I don't know everything, and also the resourcing it takes to find the answers you're looking for. You're going to teach your kid not that you are perfect and you know it all, 
but you're raising a kid who's not going to be perfect and not going to know it all. You're going to teach them how to find the answers they're looking for. So that's all part of discipleship. Yeah. And then where does grace come in, right? Because you're teaching them right and wrong. And maybe there's going to be times where they see, oh, I, I have messed up in this area or I'm currently messing up in this area. Where does grace come into the I'm fold? I'm so glad you asked that mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people, when they study the Proverbs, it devolves into some kind of behaviorism or moralism where it's just about this is right and this is wrong and there's no grace. But Proverbs is also the book where God tells us that he who confesses and forsakes his sin will obtain mercy. It's this beautiful promise of God that if we are willing to say, yeah, this is where I've messed up and we're forsaking, we quit it. In fact, we, we have a whole uh, study in there about that grace and that is uh, grace is a theme that is recurring in our Bible study is a blessing to us to know that there is not a uh, doom for the person who has messed up, but rather we are all people who messed up and all in need of a Savior. And in every lesson, we also, like I said, we have cross-references to the New Testament, and often that is also to bring up the subject of grace and what we believe about what Christ has accomplished on the cross and in His resurrection for children and parents who make mistakes. You know, this book almost becomes like a journal for the child, and they might feel a little... Uh, I don't want my parents to actually see that, or <laughs> I, they might just yeah. feel a little, uh, you know, it, it's me, it's personal, and I just kind of hide it from you. And that kind of makes it difficult then for the parent to track where they're at. So how do you suggest we encourage them? Because they might get stuck and, you know, oh, I made it to yeah. week two, but week three, I'll never get there. I mean, how do we encourage sure. them along the way without getting too um, in-depth into where they're at, I guess? Well, I think every, every kid and every family is different, right? Mm-hmm. So there might be kids that say, hey, mom, dad, I want you to read this. I want you to see what I wrote. And there might be other kids that say, can I please have this be something private? And I think each parent needs to be able to make a decision alongside that kid to say, when is that okay and when isn't it? We don't want anybody to walk in some kind of a secret life, but it doesn't mean that there aren't some things that will be sensitive. So if a kid wants to be able to say, hey, this is sensitive material to me. I want to process this on on my own with God. I hope in some circumstances, I think parents will be able to respect that. But if there's anything that's driving a wedge in a family by saying, I don't trust you, it may be something instead of making an argument about whether or not I can read what you've written down, to have a talk about why why are we having trouble trusting each other Mm. and to work that out together. That's true for even adult relationships. Well, this is excellent. Such a unique uh, resource, I think, for parents to have be able to put into their kids' hands. What about the parent who says, but I don't think my kid is actually ready to study the Bible on their own? What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say, well, then let's get them ready. That's the whole goal (laughs) of discipling our kids. So I think you put a resource like this in your hands and you can walk alongside them with it, or, or you can use it as a devotional guide for the two of you. Uh, One of our goals is the Great Commission starts behind our front door where we go and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything Christ commanded us and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that starts as a parent inside our own home. So certainly one of the most important aspects of that is preparing our kid to understand the Bible, because that is where God has left his truth for us. So if a kid is not ready for that yet, then we take steps towards it. We don't just give up and say, well, they... They, they're not ready, because they'll never be ready if we don't start being the one who says, well, let's dive into this together. One of the problems I have is that I, I look at this, what's right and what's wrong, and, and I become a, a Pharisee in all of this, right? I'm the one pointing fingers, and how do I help my child? Because they're, they're learning these Proverbs, they're studying them, and their friends might not be, and they might still be doing things, what, whether it's cheating in class or, I don't know, just keep stealing something small, or I don't know what it is. And they're like, how do we help our child not become a little Pharisee, but to become uh, compassionate through all this? 
Yeah, you know what's so difficult about that? It's such a good question because uh, a lot of parents are trying to raise kids to be Pharisees without even thinking about it. Because while we uh, may kind of have a connotation around Pharisee that's negative, the truth is most parents would be really happy if their kid would just obey them and do exactly what they're supposed to with incredible exactitude. Amen. can be pharisaical, you know? You can just uh, create a kid who uh, does exactly what they're supposed to. But what was the issue with the Pharisees? It was not their behavior, it was their heart. Mm. And what we're trying to do as a Christian parent is not just raise a kid who's uh, obedient out of fear or obedient out of pride. We want to raise a kid who's obedient to God because they love them. And we want to raise kids who are obedient to their parents because they love and trust them. And so we build, it all is built out of a relationship that is rooted in love, both between parents and kids and between kids and God. So we don't want to paint a picture of God that he has bribed them or threatened them into some kind of behavior. And that's what the Proverbs are. No, the the Proverbs are a loving God who, like a father, gives us wise advice that is going to guard and protect us. A lot of people think of our religion as Christianity as some kind of limit that robs us of life. But I like to compare it more to the locks we put on our doors at home. We don't lock our homes up at night because we want to imprison our children and we don't love them. We lock our doors at night because we want to protect them. We want to create a freedom inside of limits that will bring them joy. And that's the laws of God. It's not that freedom would look like us getting to do whatever we want. True freedom is found in following a better king and a king who loves us and then we love in return. And that was the difference between the Pharisees and the disciples is the disciples wanted to honor God out of a love for Jesus. The Pharisees wanted to honor God in a way that they could control and feel better about themselves and then put others down. We certainly don't want to raise kids for whom that's the truth. So it's about obedience, but it's also about grace. And it's a Bible study on the book of Proverbs for your kids. It's called When Wrong Seems Right. It's by Pastor Adam Griffin. We've got information about it at our website, ericandbridget.org. Adam, thank you for your time. This has been a great conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you, Eric Bridget. Have a great day.